0: to forever canon the podcast where we talk about our favorite star wars books and how dare you to heary I'm Justin I'm Tim and this week on forever canon we talk about legacy of the force book 8 revelation chapters 13 through 16 and as we alluded to in the last episode shit starts kicking off But first, bum bum bum, previously on Forever Cannon, Jaina learns feral arts and Kydus is bombless. Ben and Luke are best friends, but Dalla is Gil's fave. Fett's got some new ships, and Kydus has strange visions. Luke can't capture the Sith, and Jaina makes friends. That makes me realize right away, we forgot to mention in the last episode... That Luke and another Stealth X tried to capture Jason with like a claw mechanism. They tried to actually capture his oh, ship. Oh, yes. We just talked about them smashing it apart, but there was another stealth that, that Stealth X that showed up. Yep. And had like a grasper claw on the Yeah, front tried it. to like grapple. And they tried to him. just straight up catch him in his ship. Imagine yeah. how what he would have done. We forgot to mention that last time.
1: But that was last time. That little grappling hook would have been blown apart. I said that was last time. Well, I, but you're not what, wrong. Yeah. This week. I got yelled at. We start off. <laughs> that's just because I'm already yelling. Yeah, it's I not, know. It's nothing personal.
0: We start with chapter 13 with a famous. It's going to be famous by the time you finish <laughs> listening to this fucking podcast. And
1: it, yeah, it will, because we keep saying it is. I won't. I
0: ain't stopping. One of her famous blurbs. Don Wee. No, I'm not dead. And yes, I've still got your research material. I don't plan to sell it off. Don't make me change those plans. Koene. No, I didn't forget. And you know, I found what you were looking for. I just don't need three million credits that badly, which is still my price, by the way. Extract from queued text com messages awaiting transmission from Boba Fett and Mandalore via Arcania and Camino com nodes. Loose text messages waiting to be sent while Boba Fett's in hyperspace. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Fed is telling them, cloning-ass Owens, what's what. Yep. I mean, he's just kind of just telling them stuff. But, you know, I'm sure they'll come back up again soon, which is why we're being reminded that they existed back in the uh, earlier books when he was fucking searching down the cure for his <laughs> yeah. ailment, which Second hasn't book. been mentioned again since he got one shot in the chest or whatever, and everything was fine. He's yeah. not dying anymore. <laughs> That's what this is reminding us
1: yeah that he's still actually dying he just hasn't been brought up
0: yeah well no I, I, he's cured he found the cure he got the injection he's dying regularly oh, like because yeah. he, he's old but like he the advanced cloning whatever the fuck 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 he's fine he's cured his wife is thawed out new new fat new life
1: everything's coming up fat
0: coming up Mandalore yeah coming up Bobalore bob the chapter thirteen that's called a chapter that's good Mm-hmm. Check to thirteen. Still didn't make sense. Actually starts on the Bloodfin, just off Fondor, where Jason is once again casually underestimating Luke Skywalker based on his most recent escape. As he arrives on the Bloodfin with for the meeting with Nithal and Pelion, mm-hmm. they exchange thinly veiled threats and disapproval. They share them quite openly, and also Tahiri has come along. That wasn't mentioned before, but here she is with Jason. The three of them negotiate their new plans for Fondor. All the while, Kytus is repeatedly reminding us that he's not, quote, mundane being. He's not a mundane
1: being. He's not a normal He says dude. that
0: a lot of times in yeah, these chapters. The that word specific mundane. specific fucking phrase. Yeah. He's a Sith, damn it. And as such, he tells Gil that Tahiri will be staying on the Bloodfin as his personal liaison to the Empire just for the duration of the battle so that we can communicate
1: more effectively <laughs> Bellion's like you know comms work too Yeah he's like yeah, I got phone eh <laughs> <laughs> You could just call He's like Hop. yeah
0: what no, what is he literally says like you can we have comms here but I guess he says makes makes a backhanded compliment to Tahiria but I guess she's more charming she's, or something She's more charming yeah. yeah yeah Well she's there and he doesn't resist cuz what are you going to do tell Jason no yeah. as we've talked about many times. He never really learned how to deal with that because his parents weren't around a lot when he was a little kid. So, like, he's just got a maladjusted worldview of, you know, what he deserves and what he's actually in control of. That's all. Also, he's a super god. Yeah. <laughs> with magic powers.
1: And Pelion's smart enough to know did not... Just don't fight him.
0: Yeah, why? Why I mean, am I going to argue about There's that? no
1: reason to fight. It's like fighting with a child. Yeah, why bother? Yeah, just... Don't argue.
0: Okay. You want to bring a toy in the bathtub?
1: Cool. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Back on the Anakin, after all the planning, Tahiri has been left behind on the bloodfin, and the surrender deadline of midnight standard time passes without any word from Fondor. So it's all hands to battle stations. On the ocean, and on the Anakin. As the Anakin moves on Fondor. Well, wouldn't you know, just like every time Jason plans a battle and has a, some kind of engagement, things immediately are proven to be not what he thinks they are.
1: <laughs> things immediately go wrong.
0: Yeah, it turns out the Jedi were hiding the Fondorian fleet in the shipyards, and now the G.A. and Kitus are being attacked on both sides. Yep. Instead of them being, first of all, on the outside of a minefield, <laughs> winning with words. And then secondly, without... Instead of them being the pincers. Now the bigger crab has come along and put its pincers over your pincers and you're fucked. Yep. (laughs) Essentially they're screwed.
1: Yeah. Half the fleet is trapped between Fondor and the shipyards. Yeah.
0: And they just think the Fondor fleet is somewhere out in hyperspace waiting to, to jump in. Yeah. But no, most of it's hiding in the shipyards and you're screwed. Kydus the whole time using his Sith battle meld to embolden and strengthen his own troops. As he describes it. Once again, spoiled. Cut Mm -hmm. to the ocean, where Nyathal doesn't like Jason's new plan, which is, now that things have changed once again, his plan's gotten once again worse. Yep. Now he's going to attack the capital city of Fondor and blow it up. She doesn't like this plan, but he's on his way. And the battle is so frigged that she's got no way to stop him.
1: She can't There's get to him. She, she can can't do, do anything. It.
0: Oh, and all that bolstering of his crew's energy is a little different from her end when they're listening through it through the comms. His fleet sounds psychotically violent, talking about ripping them fucking apart from limb to limb and going ballistic. And it's all respectable people you know that she mm-hmm. knows and would never talk like that and don't think like that very concerning when she listens on their comms the battle meld is a different perspective from good guy side and from bad bye bad bye
1: yeah i think that he's he's holding on to all that anger that we uh, said last for sure well like last episode
0: that's definitely what the bat what he's doing with the battle meld is like making them he says decisive but he's doing it with his fury Yeah, He's making them, like,
1: aggressively decisive. He's feeding them bloodlust. And he just
0: thinks, exactly. He thinks... I don't know. He's experiencing it differently because he's feeling that bloodlust himself. Yeah. From Nyathal's perspective, it's psycho. Yeah. And then we cut to the Anakin solo, where Kydus tells us what the meld feels like and Mm -hmm. is. The adrenaline... And pure white rage looping back to him from the individual commanders made his throat tighten. It was almost like a back pressure effect. That the passion for the battle that he was channeling into them gained power and momentum. And siphoned back into him as a change and magnified thing. That he felt he had to vent from his chest or scream. Some kind of, this crazy like. It's like what he did on Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. It's the self-feeding fire that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's, But it's a self-sustaining furious furor. Is yeah. That, is that the same word? <laughs> I think so.
1: Yeah. And even with him feeling that like all-encompassing rage and feeding back and looping into himself, he manages to make Neville like put a, them at ease, kind yeah. of. He's he- like, I regret what I did. To, yeah. to the lieutenant.
0: But don't fear me. Yeah. He specifically says those three yeah. words.
1: I'm in control. I have control of it now. I Before know this I seems didn't. crazy
0: right now. Yeah. Because you've never seen anything like this.
1: Don't be scared. Yeah. I got
0: this. And then, as if the battle meld wasn't cool enough, Darth Kaitus does something absolutely fucking incredible yeah. in this scene. He reaches... His force awareness thousands of kilometers from his ship to the surface of the planet Fondor and finds amongst the planets, millions, billions of population, the team in charge of the planetary shields Mm -hmm. and, you know, mind tricks them force persuades them that the battle is won. The Fondor fleet needs to land to be repaired. They're returning. The battle is over. So they drop the shields. He is not a mundane being. <laughs> no. This is the theme of the last two episodes this episode and the previous one. As much as Jason is underestimating everybody, nobody understands what the hell they're dealing with, man. No. Nobody understands how much danger they're actually in and what this guy is. I don't mean capable of in a visceral way, I mean literally magically capable of. Making happen
1: the things he can do that you don't see happen. He wanted the shields down, so he said, "I'm going to make them put the shields down." and I'm going to
0: invent a way to do it, essentially. Yeah, because this is this is much like Lumaya's projection power. Mm-hmm. But he does this similar thing without sitting on an asteroid with an ancient, massive dark side presence as his battery. His battery for this projection is that fucking self-feeding fire. Yeah. That is, that is amazing. Kytus is incredibly powerful.
1: Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yep. Gets the shields down. And then they bomb the the city. (laughs) Chapter 14 starts
0: with a famous Karen Travis blue arb. Officer of the Dex log, Galactic Alliance warship, Anakin Solo, thirteen hundred at action stations, thirteen thirty at action stations, thirteen forty nine, escape pod launched from Bank Nine Alpha, Captain Crawl Neville missing, presumed unauthorized absence. More fucking traitors for Kytus to deal yeah, with. Yeah, Neville traitors. took off, and I don't blame him. He was kind of like in. He was like Niathal's side guy, right? Mm -hmm. They were kind of like buddy-buddy about, Jason's fucking crazy. He threw me across the bridge. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And uh, so now he's abandoned ship, and he obviously, I mean, I assume its going to the ocean or hoping to be picked up by the ocean. One way or the other, we start this chapter on the ocean, where Nyethal says, Borked, and it
1: feels good. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not a word she normally says, but it felt right. She's not a big swearer. No.
0: Now, with the planetary shield down, and several cities now on fire thought gets Fondor to surrender. Way past the deadline. So look what happened. Mm-hmm. But now they surrender. Which of course everybody knows. The rules of war mean. Stop shooting. They
1: don't stop killing people.
0: Yeah we give up. Please stop killing us. That's a civilized war. As it's seen. Yes, As it's accepted to be. And to nobody's surprise. When Nihathal gives this order to ceasefire, Kitus calms and goes semi ballistic, ending on the phrase, I refuse to stand down. He is, remember, the closest fleet to the planet. Yeah. He is the fleet doing the bombing. Nihal can't get to him. Based on the current, you know, situation when she calls the ceasefire. He's all jacked up on the dark side in Mountain Dew. And doesn't realize. <laughs> What a mistake he's making right now. Yeah. You can't just keep killing people you want to rule in your government after they've surrendered to you. Yeah. I That's know. fucking crazy. How are you going to win this
1: war? Mm-hmm. Especially if you keep doing shit like if this. People right? can't trust you to do to, the To, to do, do what you thing. say yeah.
0: when you say you're going to fucking... Man, we're good. Yeah. Oh, tell all your friends. Forever Cannon... Great podcast, I think. I think so. I, we blow our own minds at least once that, or twice a week. Yeah. And that's after having read these now for a second time and having handwritten notes as well. Still, always something comes out of the fucking ether to blow us away. <laughs> Anyways, he gives the counter order to the GA and Imperials, who, of course, the Imperials agreed to help Jason Solo and the GA. hmm. Gives them the order to fight on. Ignore that, surrender, and ceasefire. We are making an example here. Examples can't be made with mercy. Now, as the outranking officer, Admiral Nyethal officially relieves Jason of duty over the fleet-wide comm.
1: That's a power move.
0: Damn, man. Like, the tension of this battle is tearing everybody apart. Yeah. The tension of, A, consecutive things going wrong. B, Jason's lack of communication. Like, the, the uncertainty of not knowing what you're supposed to be doing and when. All of the tension in this battle between all the different sides is just tearing the whole group apart. It's fucking fantastic. Cut to the bloodfin. Where Tahiri stands silently by as Gil puts the moths in line, enforcing Nyathal's ceasefire. Some of them don't want to. Some of them are Jason's pals and spies. Mm-hmm. Until Jason opens fire again. And Nyathal calls Gil for backup, taking down the Anakin. That's what she called him for in the first place. Yep. Backup in case things go weird. Well, they done. Yeah. They yeah, done they, went in weird. Things went sideways. So now it's up to Admiral Nithal and Admiral Pelion to take down the Anakin Solo. And I like in these two scenes that the surrender of Fondor and then like the reignition of the battle when Jason ignores the ceasefire are from these two viewpoints. We get to see them play out on the ocean and on the Bloodfin, not Jason. I like getting these two parts, you know, from other people's perspective, like mm-hmm. Nyethal is the one who does the surrender. And then the consequences of that are from her perspective. And then Jason ignores the ceasefire. And then the consequences of that are from Pelion's perspective, like the immediate consequences and actions of, you know, what yeah. you do when Jason fucking goes rogue. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. I mean, obviously it has to be because the two of them are working in secret. Mm-hmm. But it just, it's a good little perspective shift where we have been getting a lot of Nyethal, par- not paragraph, segments. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what you want to call them. A lot of Nyethal segments, a lot of Pelion segments from their perspective in this book. This is a good spot to have them. It's, its, it's I don't know. It's a, it's a good frame for the picture. Yeah. Because, you know, Jason is just... We already know what his perspective is, essentially. So Pelion heads to his room to call in his backup. He's got to go back up Nyethal to take down Jason. So he wants his backup to come and back him up, to back her up, to take down Jason.
1: There's multiple layers going on here.
0: So he goes to his room to call Dalla, And he locks the door. And he hears it open anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As Tahiri enters, and he thinks to himself, I got to get some kind of... Force-resistant locks, if there is such a thing. To here he enters, and she wants him to support Jason, of course. We came to you, Empire. Jason did. He has to win this battle, she says. like It's very important for him to win this battle, to make an example of Fondor. And you have to support Jason. Of course. Of course, that's what she's there for and mm-hmm. what she's there to say. And, of course, Gil will not. No. He's going to do the right thing. It's a ceasefire. I'm not going to kill people who have surrendered. That's about as simple as that's going to get. And even when Tahiri points her blaster at him, and he knows it's his end, he orders the Imperials over their fleet-wide calm. Orders the Imperials to attack Jason Solo.
1: Yeah, to you are under follow Niathal.
0: Ninety-two years fucking brave. That yep. with a blaster pointed at you from across the room. That's a fucking power move.
1: Yeah, he sees what's coming a mile away and does the like noble right thing. Yep. Still,
0: because Jason is a fucking psycho.
1: Yeah, he's a psychopath. The the
0: choice is so easy for everybody. You know? Other than the people that Jason personally manipulates, most other people who are coming across the choice of turning on Jason for the greater good or not, mm-hmm. it's easy choice. Yeah. And so Pallion says no. And Tahiri
1: shoots him. Shoots him right in the chest.
0: But gives him a chance to change his mind. And I'll heal you. Mm-hmm. Special Jedi trick. Spoiled. Yep. I can almost kill you. <laughs> and then I can heal you. I'm making the same offer. I'll heal you. You don't have to die. And he says, Go. Rot somewhere else. Villap.
1: Yeah, call calls her a villap. <sighs>
0: Which, as he describes in the chapter, is the disgusting eyeball creature that Yuzhan Vong carry around with them to spy. And, uh, this and essentially was their, their, their
1: communi- communication devices. Yeah. little living, which is so perfect for
0: Tahiri. Sorry to interrupt. I was, yeah. Cause she's got the Yuzhan Vong scars on her forehead. Cause she was also captured and tortured yep. for a time. It's so sensitive for her. And you know, she is the spy and the communication device in his ship for Jason calls her a oh and they're so gross
1: and villops remind me when he's describing what they look like this like amorphous blob that can change into people's faces reminds me of a ditto
0: yeah sort of yeah but uh disgusting
1: yeah but gross but like not
0: cute not <laughs>
1: cute like like a slimy ugh. eyeball
0: like a slime covered crystal <laughs> ball eyeball
1: yeah it's gross
0: he does one more thing before he dies. He speaks a moth's name for Dalla to hear, because he's had a secret phone line open to her the entire time. Yep, on his body, just so she can listen. She knows everything that happened. He gives her one moth's name to add to the hit list. Plays a final finger drum solo. Yeah,
1: tap it, tap it, tap
0: And goes into, as he calls it, I'm going to fucking cry, (laughs) the
1: black, black oblivion. Yeah.
0: Oh, that hurts my heart because it's so bad. Yeah. In contrast to, like, the spoiled-ass Jedi who already have magic powers all their life and then get to live in eternity in the Force, his death is black, black oblivion. (laughs) Oh, my God. But... That's so fucking harsh.
1: But for him, after living so long, seeing so many wars, I think it's like a, like a, uh, like calming, it's all, it's like a, a relax. Yeah, relief.
0: Because he says, as I expected, it would be black, black oblivion. Yeah. So at least you know it's what he always thought. But oh my god, that's so dark and heavy compared to. Mara Jade comes back as a ghost and gets to tell her son, I love you. And they like, yeah, black, black
1: oblivion. Yeah. And one of our favorite characters who wasn't in here for long.
0: And now go cry. Yep. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. Chapter 15. We could have waited. You don't know. We waited. Yeah. Chapter 15. (laughs) Starts with a famous Karen Travis blue orb. (laughs) <laughs> Do you like that one? <laughs> Blue or star destroyer chimera to slave one fat change of plan. I need you to seize a star destroyer for me before you ask. Yes, I know that'll cost extra message from Admiral Dalla to Boba Fett awaiting orders. 10 standard minutes. Hyperspace jump from Fondor. This one's pretty simple. Mando powers activate. So here they come. Dala has called in her backup. Gil has called in his. The Fondorians already had secret backup. How outnumbered is Jason in the GA fleet right now? It's a mess. And we start chapter fifteen on the Anakin Solo. Where Tahiri comes to let Jason know that old Gil is dead, gentlemen, and says she's stuck on the Bloodfin. And Jason says he will come for her. How? How are you going to go get her? Yeah. And why? Isn't that exactly the kind of weakness that he would be preaching to avoid in a battle in Sith teachings?
1: Yeah. Cause he sent Ben on a suicide mission and said, figure it out.
0: But he's going to go leave the middle of this lost or very, very complicated at the least battle. He's going to somehow leave his ship and go rescue her. From a now-enemy Imperial ship. Mm-hmm. Why?
1: I don't know. Figure it out, Tahiri.
0: My only question... My only... I guess it's not a question. My only explanation would be that he's already lost one potential apprentice, and now he's put a lot of time and energy and power into her. Mm-hmm. All the traveling back to the past and all that manipulation and all the blah, 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 stuff you do to build up an evil apprentice... Is that the only reason why? But why do you think you need an apprentice so bad? Don't you already just do everything on your own and don't ask anybody to help you ever? You've never stood side by side with Lumaya or Tahiri or Ben. Well, that's not true. But <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like your Sith apprentices, you've not stood side by side with them to accomplish your bad goals.
1: No, maybe he's just blindly following the Sith tenets. Maybe. just There's got to be two.
0: But I guess he's going to go rescue her. All right. Either way. He tells her his true Sith name, mm-hmm. the new true Sith name, Darth Kaitus, And you'll call me that from now on. And her response? Yes, my lord. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to hear you right now, but I'd I love to hear you. And that gives me goosebumps.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, to hear you, bitch. Okay. God, it's just Jason's fault. God damn it. Kytus. And his Imperials start tearing G A ass. They're 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 blowing up Fondor. They're blowing up the third fleet. Whatever. Which one does all have?
1: Yeah, third or fourth. One of the two.
0: Until another fleet, <laughs> a mystery fleet, shows up, which Kytus is convinced is another of Luke's illusions because the ships are old. Yep. That is up until they open fire and Dalla calms him to introduce herself and tell Jason to leave. Get out. <laughs> leave now. Sorry, we're here now. You get the fuck out of here. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll handle that fine. Cut to Mandos headed to Bloodfin in their big male brick. Fett, Merta, Jaina, and other Mandos all board the Bloodfin at Dalla's orders, which means Boba Fett pulled... Jaina and Myrta out of the cruise ship to put them in a special shooter ship. That's a better ship and a two person piloter. And we didn't get to see that at any point. To me, that seemed like a setup to have a scene with them together to grow Jaina. Yeah. Because they were getting along so well on the troop ship. So now we've taken them off the troop ship, put them in their own special ship together And then now put them and the troops all in the same spot. Seems... Fucking... Pretty roundabout way to get everybody there. I don't know what the point of that was. But now they're blasting their way toward the moths. And uh, Fett thinks Jaina looks badass, deflecting bolts in just a gray jumpsuit. Haven't we said that before? How sick must these people look to everybody else just wearing... Regular clothes and just fucking shit
1: Yeah, it, she even impresses Boba Fett. That's what I'm saying right yeah. here. He thinks she's cool. Boba Fett thinks you're cool, man. <laughs> and yeah, Jaina is dope. And he, he says, I'm going to have to tell her that later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope he does. <laughs> Cut to Ocean, where we've got two fleets attacking each other. Nyethal and Dalla versus Jason and the Moths, a.k.a. Galactic Alliance and Imperials versus... Galactic Alliance, and Imperials. That's weird. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> this battle has gone to a really weird spot.
1: Yeah. Where... Two different civil wars happening at the same time. But, like... Kind of.
0: My note here is, that's very much like a civil war, isn't it? Like yeah. A... God, it's, it's a mess out there. Friends fighting friends. Oh, and it turns out, Dallas fleet has some old prototype research project weapons from the Empire that she escaped with. Like... A laser that disappears ship holes.
1: Yeah, it goes right through shields. It's like a prismatic phase something or Phase shifter. Other. Yeah, phase shifter.
0: Something phase shifter just turns the solid thing into dust. Yeah. So, like, she shoots this one ship, and it's like, oh, yeah, like five decks of that ship are just fucking vented to atmosphere now. Wild.
1: It reminds me of in, um, in Ant-Man at the very end where where he destroys that uh, that guy's, like, shrinker thing, and it crushes him down into the... Right. Kind of reminds me of that, where it just goes... Kr, kr, gone. See,
0: I pictured it the opposite way. I pictured it just, like... Actually, to take it to Marvel again, like, the snapping. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> the Thanos like, snap? like, everything... All of a sudden, the hull just starts turning to flakes, and it's drifting off of the ship. That, I, don't, I don't care. Either way, work. they're cool. <laughs> but the point being, uh, is old ass weird ass fleet has an indefensible weapon. Yep. They don't have technology to defend against this weapon right now. So Nyethal takes the advantage to offer the GA fleets on Jason's side to rejoin her fleet with no disciplinary action. Yeah. Come back over here. I understand why you would have to listen to him. But look, we're clearly winning. Come back over to our team and nobody's going to get in trouble. No detentions. Yeah, I promise. Very well timed Admiral. Mm Mm-hmm. Chapter 16. Starts with a famous Karen Travis Blue... What does this one say? Blue Herb.
1: Ah, that's blue a Blue Herb. Blue IRB. Herb.
0: I- I-R-B. Blue Herb. Call me paranoid, but after we've dealt with the most immediate problems, I suggest we devote some resources to finding out where Dala is based these days and where she's laid up all that technology from the Ma installation. She might be a welcome sight now, but who's to say how she'll feel about us in the future. Fair point. Admiral Macon to Admiral Nythal. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the answer is trust her now,
1: right? Yeah. But I think she doesn't so much care. She's for the most part, just wants to be left alone.
0: I don't know. Is this wild foreshadowing or is this paranoid loser talk? Cause we cut to the Anakin solo. And as we said, you can't fight Dalla's weapons. So Kitus makes it a race to Coruscant. Yeah. You want to divide the government? Well, I'm going to go take the White House.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get there first.
0: I'm going to get there first. That's his plan. He's going to head to Coruscant and prevent Nyethal and her ships from returning. We're going to go, and we're going to have a big, fat fucking battle at home. You want to come home? I'll shoot your ass out of the sky. This is a horrible divorce. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really weird. (laughs) Another desperation move out of him, though, at one of his example makings. Mm Mm-hmm. These big parties he's trying to have all the time to show everybody what to do. Now, wrong, blew it again. And he's off to rescue Tahiri. And we cut to the ocean, where Nyathal's plan now is to set up an exile GA government. Sound familiar? Everybody's running away from Jason, the Jedi, the GA, everybody. Mm-hmm. Can't do business where he's around. So if you've got to run somewhere in exile, who do you call?
1: Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Not the Ghostbusters. Luke
0: Skywalker. Yeah, don't call them. No. They'll bust you. (laughs) Luke Skywalker will walk your ass across the sky. He's actually got a a bit of a different idea. He's going to talk to Fondor about hiding the GA government there. Yep. He's like, you guys, you know, you just... It was clear who the good guys and the bad guys are in the GA now. Because they did a really bad thing. And you guys were doing the right thing. So, maybe we can just let you guys go there. And it's... Clearly, he can't take it. He already lost, trying to take it once. And now he's got half of a fleet.
1: Yeah. It, At best, right? It's a it's a good plan. Yep.
0: It's all right. It's weird, though. Yeah. But I can still get down with it. Yep. Cut to a medivac speeder where Jason can feel Tahiri on the bloodfin. Jaina, too. And in his paramedic outfit and space ambulance, he gets access to the bloodfin. And senses Tahiri under attack as he lands and docks. Will he save Tahiri? Will he run into Fett? Or Yun Harla herself, the trickster goddess slash sword of the Jedi Jaina Solo? Find out next week as we cover chapters 17 through 20 and epilogue to finish Legacy of the Force, Book 8, Revelation. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Tim. Go, go, gadget, ancient, extragalactic twin gods.
1: Gadget goes first. Yes.
0: For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.